Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray. I want to welcome you back to my podcast. And once again, to start off every single episode, I want to say thank you for the ones that do listen to the podcast. I mean, you know, I guess I want to say the old-time viewers. Maybe I shouldn't say it like that, but um, for viewers that have been with me since day one, I want to say thank you for listening, and, and certainly please come on back. And for the new viewers that are listening to this podcast right now, I want to say thank you for joining me, and I hope you come back again and again and again. Uh, for any viewers, for any, and like I said in previous podcasts, um, I want to, hopefully I'll get some, um, I've had some, you know, members, I've had some viewerships from Canada to Thailand to United Kingdom, and I want more people. I want more people to come in and listen to my podcast. Um, it's all, you know, all, all is welcome. Doesn't matter what country you're from, race, creed, color, sexual orientation. It does not matter. I welcome you all in into the podcast. And trust me, um, hopefully here soon. I know I've done it for maybe a podcast, and I try to get you know try to get some feedback, some bite. Uh, questions. Um, I haven't, uh, nobody's really put out a question yet, but I will do the best I can to, if, I'm going to try to work on that, questions from my viewers and, and some feedback. I will do the best I can to give you any answer to any question that you have your heart's desire. Um, but you know me, you know how I am. I got to jump right into it. And uh, there's certain a few things to um, talk about. Uh, I guess we'll start. We'll start right coming from Sunday, and let's talk about the championship games. First of all, we'll talk about the AFC Championship between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. And yes, being a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I am ecstatic, happy that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Now, I'll be honest with my viewers. I'm not going to lie. I will tell you the truth. I've doubted the Bengals all year long. I didn't think they had what it took. I thought they were maybe a year too soon but they have proved me wrong and last week on my last week's podcast I had actually Kansas City beating them because I thought Kansas City's experience was going to be the factor I thought special teams play like maybe a, a Hardman return for touchdown would be the factor well obviously I was wrong well in the first half I was just about right Kansas City scored the first three drives of the game. At one point, it was 21 to 3, and I was shaking my head, and I turned to a gentleman that I worked with, and I said, Here we go. I said, This is going to be one of those 45 to 7 games. I said, Cincinnati, this is too big of a game for Cincinnati. That Joe, that Joe Burrow, or Joe Burr, as people have, want, have been wanting to call him here lately, that he cannot, that this is, this is going to be just a little bit too much for him. Now, I know people are going to say, well, you know, Joe was in the SEC title game. He won that. He was in the national championship game, John. He won that. Well, now he's been in the AFC championship. He's won two playoff games, and now he's won the AFC championship game. And Joe Burr goes to the Super Bowl. Now, I found something kind of funny today, um, and I can't remember. I think somebody on Twitter, I want to say, put it out there. I might be wrong on this. Somebody put out the, com- the combined games, playoff games that Ken Anderson and Boomer Sison had played. 
I mean, I think combined wins, I believe, were like three. In one season, Joe Burrow's got three playoff wins for those two great quarterbacks in the Bengals history. That's kind of it's kind of odd, isn't it? Here in Joe Burrow's second season, he's got more playoff wins as a Cincinnati Brown quarterback than those two great Bengal, Bengal quarterbacks, Kenny Anderson and Boomer Esiason. Wow, that's kind of uh, interesting indeed. But the Bengals came out sluggish. They came out flat. They didn't look like they looked like they were being blown out. Now they did score towards the end of half, but then all of a sudden the switch flipped on. All of a sudden they started playing a little defense. The Chiefs had a hard had a hard time getting the offense going. And the Bengals where the offense picked up. Joe Burrow picked up. And it got down got right into overtime. When Kansas City won the corn toss, I turned to my turned to my um, guy that I was working with. I said, watch this. this is, I can see this all over again. They can win a coin toss. They go right down the field and score. And that's going to be it for the Bengals. That's going to be it for the Bengals. Well, by interception, Evan McPherson field goal, and the Bengals are going right to the Super Bowl. Now, of course, it's going to be in a couple of weeks. There's a lot going on. I mean, man, I mean, the Bengal fans, I mean, I've seen it all on Twitter. Everybody's hyped. Everybody's all giddy. Bengals are in the Super Bowl. What can you say? And it says a lot about, it says a lot about the Bengals. It really does. Um, I'm still not the biggest fan of the Bengals' offensive line, and it's going to be tested. In the Super Bowl, Aaron Donald, Von Miller. It's going to be tested. Do I think they can hold up against the defense? I'm going to say no right now. I just don't think they're going to hold up to it. I mean, Joe Burrow's going to have to. He got sacked nine times against Tennessee, and I got a feeling he might get sacked 12, 13 times against the Rams. And I will say this to my, my Bengal faithful, my Bengal fans. Until they win the big one, which is they've got to win in two weeks. They, until they win the big one, I will be convinced. Now, they, what they've done thus far, there's no denying it. They've done a great job thus far. Now, to me, maybe the Chiefs didn't put the foot up, didn't put the foot on their gas long enough. They were up twenty-one. They were up twenty-one-three, and I'm surprised Andy Reid. The offense, Patrick Mahomes. I'm surprised they didn't just go ahead and put the foot on the gas. And while they had the, the foot on the Bengals' throat, they should have put them away when they did. But they could not do it. They didn't do the job. Now, the one thing I'll say is about Kansas City Chiefs, the one thing they wanted to address in the offseason was the offensive line. Well, they sort of did fix that. They, they did fix that. The biggest thing with the Chiefs has been the running game. It has, to me, has been a disappointment. Now, I will say this, McKenna played very well in the playoffs, a gentleman that they picked up from free agency, which I thought was an excellent pickup for them. I thought he could be an excellent third down back for them. But in the playoffs, he became pretty much like an every down back, just about, and he played very well to a point that I'm sure that he may garner a contract from him, and he should, really, from the Chiefs. If not, somebody else is going to give him some type of contract for what he did. But the running game has not been there. Has not really been there. 
I mean, Clyde Edwards Eclair, he is not, he has not really been the man that I thought he would be. And trust me, being a fantasy football fan, he was my one of my top draft picks two years ago. And I thought he was going to be the next big running back. He really hasn't really stepped his he really hasn't stepped up in my opinion. You still got Tyreek Hill. Yes, you still got Travis Kelsey. But the, but they have not found that consistent number two guy to put out there with them. The problem is that the running game ends up consistent number two. Because trust me, if they could get that straight, it'd be hard to stop Kansas City. Make no bones about it. Defensively, the defense has always seemed to have been Kansas City's problem. Not saying they don't have talent inside the ball. They do. You got a Frank Clark, a Chris Jones. I mean, please don't get me wrong. The talent is on is yeah. It's on that side of the ball. They're talking about signing or re-signing a couple of guys back. And to be honest with you, let's be honest with you, Kansas City will probably still be back in contention come next year. I'm going to say you have most of the unit. I'm not saying you have all the units come back. I know Landon Brown that they got from the Ravens, his contract comes up, and I'm sure they want to sign him to some type of extension. They want to, you know, get him, get him back aboard, and they should. The Chiefs certainly have. The Chiefs, they had their ups, they had their downs, they came back up. The Chiefs are still one of the top teams in the AFC. Make no mistake about it. People can criticize Patrick Mahomes. He had his ups and downs this year. People say, well, we figured Patrick Mahomes out. Does Patrick too much pressure on himself? I've been saying that for I've been saying that for quite a uh, couple of podcasts, a couple episodes that yeah, he does put pressure on himself. But when you have no running game, it's gonna put pressure on any quarterback in this league. I don't care who you are. It puts pressure on you. And I'm sure Patrick did put pressure pressure on himself. And maybe he tried to be too fancy at times but let's be honest with you and I know Patrick Mahomes has got criticized by many many experts but let's be honest with you I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is still in the top is still right top five quarterback in this league there's there's no mistake about that yeah you really think Kansas go out here in the morning and say hey let's go ahead and trade Patrick Mahomes not on your wife don't take very seriously the problem is, fix the running game, get your consistent number two receiver. You're going to have no problem with that offense whatsoever. And that's the issue with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Bengals are riding a wave, a wave of momentum. They're doing, I mean, they're wave, wave of momentum. You got Joe Burrow, only his second year, he's got his team to their Super Bowl. The offensive line, to me, is still not that good. It needs to be better. Because if they don't get it better, Joe Burrow's going to wind up being what he was in his rookie year, getting hurt at some point and getting knocked out for a year. He's going to tear another ACL or something else is going to go wrong. Joe Mixon had the best year of his career, and Joe has always had the capability of being that type of, of type of running back. Always had the capability. And like we always say, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase seems to be an excellent first-round pick for them. Some people think maybe should have took our offensive lineman, and you can make that argument. But the problem is Jamar Chase stepped up his game. T. Higgins continues to impress. 
you got Tyler Boyd, who's one of the, who's one of the more underrated receivers in this league. Don't get me wrong, the talent is certainly there on that offense side of the ball. Make no mistake about it. I've always wondered about the defense side of the ball. To me, how can a defense play that well in the second half against the Kansas City Chiefs, but yet sneak up a joint against the New York Jets and look pretty bad against Jackson against the Jacksonville Jaguars? That still is in the back of my mind. Now, if you're going to the Super Bowl and you're playing Matthew Stratford now, I know, I know, and I know Bengal fans are going to say, well, Matthew Stratford makes his share of mistakes. Yeah, he does. I'm not going to deny that. He does. He, he does make his share of mistakes. He does throw maybe a few picks too many for my taste, and I'm sure maybe for Sean McFay, maybe for the, for the LA Rams fan base. But the problem is, the Rams don't have that bad of an offensive line. They have they have they have a better run game. I like Cam Akers. Cam has done an excellent Cam has done an excellent job getting back from his injury. He's torn ACL. He came back and did a heck of a job. He got back. I do like Sonny Michelle. The run game is there. Now Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been a beast this year. Nobody under the sun has been able to stop Cooper Cup. And I don't see the Cincinnati Bengals becoming the team to do so. You got Van Jefferson. Odell Beckham has been a pleasant surprise for the Rams. My point of view is this. They're not going to stop Cooper Cup. I think Beckham could have a decent game against them. They can run the ball. To me, I think that I think that I knew I knew people were going to say, well, they did stop the Chiefs. Yeah, they stopped the Chiefs. I'm going to give them that. They couldn't do it in the first half, but the switch won the second half. And you can't do that. You've got to be pretty consistent through the whole game. And that's my issue with the Bengals. Can they be consistent for four quarters? Because trust me, if they don't do it against the Rams, they're destined to lose. Now, I know some experts, I think some, I think Vegas has them three and a half, three and a half point underdogs to Bengals at one point. It's gone up to four. I don't know what the... Vegas odds are now, I'm sure as the Super Bowl gets closer and closer, it could go up, it could go down. Don't know. But the problem is, I will see my predictions for when the Super Bowl really gets here. Now, I know the Bengals, a lot of people have patted the Bengals on the back for doing the one thing that nobody else in this draft did. I think I was getting a kicker, right? And McPherson. And McPherson has been a stone cold killer. He's made every field goal in the playoffs. And the last few have been as big as he could get. Now, if the game is closed, does he have one more inning? I think we get if we get down to McPherson versus Gay, Gay has played well this year himself for the Rams. Which one could be better? If it gets that close, do you have confidence in McPherson? Do you have confidence? And that game, well, both have played well. I'm sure McPherson will get the edge because he has been kicking in a lot of pressure, situ- more so pressure situations at this moment than Gay has. Now, Gay did kick a field goal and put him in some championship game. Make no mistake about that. But the thing is, the Bengals are there. I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to sit there and say, I'm not going to sit there and say, 
Omega fans who are right all along, maybe they are better than they thought. Well, Taylor surprised me. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that really surprised so much on Joe Burrow. I'm not surprised about Mixon. Neither on Bo Chase. I'm not surprised about Higgins or Boyd. The talent was there. It was always there. The offensive line scares me, and it still scares me. And if you walk into a Super Bowl, you got to face that defense. It becomes a concern because my fear is if Tennessee got him nine times. Now, to me, the Chiefs had opportunities to get Burrow. Maybe not nine times, but they had chances. And Burrow was lucky enough to get out, get out of the grasp, and make plays. Now, can't he do that against the Rams? That's my question. I don't think he can do it. Now, Burrow can scramble. He is not known. His scrambling ability is underrated. But Joe Burrow, Joe Burr, some people call him Joe Cool. I think he's next to Joe Montana. But people got to pump the brakes. Please pump the brakes on the man. The man has not won four Super Bowls. Joe Montana did that. He hasn't done that yet. So you can't compare Burrow to Montana. You get people want to compare him to Tom Brady because he's calm, cool, and collective. Well, Tom Brady by announced his retirement. Tom Brady won seven rings. Joe's won none. That's no comparison. None at all. Now, if he wins seven Super Bowls, you can come, then you can certainly come talk to me about who might have been the best quarterback ever. But to me, that's kind of an insult to Tom Brady. If you want to compare him to Joe Burrow, that's kind of an insult on Brady. That's an insult. But we shall see. The Bengals, they stepped up. They did the job. Kansas City. You got to take a look at Kansas City. Kansas City kind of almost reminds me, sort of, of the Buffalo Bills. But then again, Kansas City did win a Super Bowl. They went to two straight Super Bowls, almost went to a third one. And I guarantee they'll be back next year chasing another AFC, another NFC championship appearance and probably chasing maybe another Super Bowl. But the Rams away kind of remind me of those Buffalo Bills. But Kansas City did win a championship, a little title. Buffalo didn't. But in a way, there's that comparison. And those Buffalo Bill teams, everybody knows, were some great teams. Make no mistake about it. Great talent. Hall of Famers on that team. But Kansas City, Kansas City's got nothing to be ashamed of. They played well. Great respect. But they'll be back. But will the Bengals be the back next season? Will they'll be start being a consistent ball club? That, my friends, for the Cincinnati Bengals fans, is the biggest question mark. Now let's talk about the 49ers and the Rams. Now what can you say when the season began? The Rams made one big, one really big move. And that was to get Matthew Stratford because they thought Matthew Stratford was a huge upgrade over for Jared Goff. And he could take him to that next level if he can get him back to the Super Bowl. But guess what? 
It looks like the Rams did a great move. Great call. And yeah, Matthew Strap is a more talented quarterback than Jared Goff. I don't think nobody would thought any different. The question that with Matthew Strapper was, could he be that quarterback to get him to the next to that next level, get him to that Super Bowl? Because all the years with all those years in Detroit, he couldn't win a playoff game. He goes to the Rams, well, he gets him he gets him not only to the playoff, he wins some playoff games and gets him to a Super Bowl. Now, I'll say this, you could sit back and say, well, he never had a running game. And the Rams had a semblance of one. You can make that argument. Cooper Cup was a beast. Well, he did have a guy by the name of Calvin Johnson. Remember him? Hall of Famer. He had talent. He had a Robert Woods until he got hurt. You bring in Odell Beckham. I get it. The offensive line might have been a little bit better than it was in the years in Detroit. I'll give you that. The defense, well, they didn't have an Aaron Donald. They didn't have a Von Miller. They didn't have a Jalen Ramsey. Now, a lot of that, you could put that on, on the Detroit Lions management. You could certainly go there and put that. And Matthew's always been a stellar, been a decent quarterback, always had a good arm. But Matthew's had a habit where he did make mistakes. And this year, Matthew did make mistakes. It did put his team in some bad situations. But at the end of the day, Matthew Stratford was a big part of why they got into the Super Bowl. There is no denying that. And Sean McVay, Sean McVay continues to be one of the best young coaches in this league. And let's be honest with you, Sean got Jared Goff and the Rams into a Super Bowl, right? Granted, they lost to the Patriots, but then again, who didn't lose to the Patriots in the Super Bowl at one point in time, right? But Sean got him there. And Sean is, like I said, he's one of the better coaches in this league. A very good offensive-minded coach. And the funny kick is he'll be facing... One of the star pupils from Zach Taylor in the Super Bowl. Both men know each other. It'll be very interesting. The chess, the chess game will come will come from that. But again, if we go back to the point, is the Rams put together more talent around Matthew Stratford than Detroit probably ever could have in all those years Matthew Stratford was there. That's some in some ways that's Probably what it might have boiled down to more so than anything else. The Rams were quietly put together a pretty decent defense. Yeah, I know Aaron Donald. They got Von Miller in a trade. And they got Jalen Ramsey in a trade a couple years ago. The Rams are a solid team. A lot of people didn't even pick the Rams to possibly represent the NFC. Then again, you had people pick Tampa Bay. You had people pick Green Bay. But the fact of the matter is, the Rams found a way to win. But now the Rams, we'll see if the Rams can take it one more step further and beat the Bengals to become the NFL champs. Now, the, the funny punchline behind this game is, the Bengals and the Rams, yes, they've been to Super Bowl, but neither one has won a Super Bowl title. So something's got to give, right? Bengals, Rams. Which one gives?
Now we can talk about the San Francisco 49ers. To me, I think I had a hunch at one point in time that the 49ers luck had to run out at some point in time. Now the Bengals played, excuse me, the 49ers played the Rams tough, which I figured they would. At the end of the game, it was Jimmy Garoppolo that made the mistake and threw that ill-advised pick. He got pressured, put on him by Aaron Donald. Yeah, he did that. Make no mistake about it. But now, that's going to be Jimmy's last lasting impression in a 49ers uniform. Because the buzz already is gone. This is, that was Jimmy's last game. He's going to get traded. He's going to be somewhere else by next season. Who? Speculations, possible teams he might go to, and Trey Lance has taken over. We shall see. Even though Jimmy has had a lot of ups and downs, Jimmy had a winning record with the San Francisco 49ers as a starting quarterback. Kyle Shanahan and all the other quarterbacks, horrible record. Now the running game moving forward for the 49ers, still not that bad. Elijah Mitchell played very well this year. Could very well be the running back going into next season. But Shane always, just like his dad, always sees a final running back, whether it's maybe somebody sitting in the stands and can pull down and plug in that game. Still not a bad offensive line. Still got Dabo. You still got Ayuk. Kill is still there. I mean, talent's still there on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, the defense is not that bad. It can use a little work in the secondary. I think that's a, that's an issue that needs to be. You need to address that secondary for the 49ers. That's something that's got to be addressed. That's something that was, I think, exposed in the championship game. Well, it's kind of exposed by Cooper Cup, and then Cooper Cup exposed a lot of, a lot of teams this year. Odell played well. I think the one thing with the Rams is maybe make better pick up an offensive lineman. Maybe go out and get some secondary help. If they can do that, the 49ers, or heck, the 49ers, you might see the 49ers and Rams battling for that, that crown again. Even though the Cardinals might have something to say about it, and I'm sure they will. Seattle, well, that's if the, that's if Seattle can right the ship. I mean, Pete Curl and Russell Wilson get on the same, same page. The 49ers have nothing to hang their hats on, nothing to be ashamed about. Heck, a lot of people think the 49ers would have got to the point they got to. I mean, after all, they did beat the Packers, who were pretty, who I guess, who more than likely might have been the favorites to go to the NFC Championship and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. They were the favorite. Tampa Bay, maybe they were probably number two. But the Rams and the 49ers were the two that made the championship game. And Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch continue, continue, continue to amaze. They got to a horrible start when they first put this team together. But what they've done from here on out is nothing short of amazing. And I'm sure they'll continue to do good things in San Francisco without a doubt. But next season, there's Trey Lance. He'll be taking over. Now can Trey Lance. Can Trey, Trey Lance learn a system? Can Trey Lance be worth what the 49ers wanted when they moved up and traded their draft picks to get him? That is something we'll find out next season. 
the 49ers. They'll still be a pretty decent team next year. But Trey Lance will be the biggest key. What can Trey Lance do for the 49ers? If Trey Lance could have a winning record like Jimmy G did, then maybe things won't change as much for the 49ers. But Trey Lance, how far has he come along? Shane's been telling the world that he is further along now than he ever was at some at points, especially in practice. It's, it's don't get me wrong, it's great to be it's great to be good in practice because they might get your playing time because they'll get your playing time. Well, next season, you'll get Jimmy, you'll get, excuse me, you'll get Trey Lance all the playing time in the world because he's going to be the starting quarterback and he's going to have to step up and he's going to have to make the 49ers faithful. He's going to have to show them why they spent all those, they spent those picks to move up and get the man. We'll see. We'll see, and we will find out. Rams, Bengals, who would have thought it? A lot of people, some people even had the Bengals represented. I mean, some people had the Rams represented in the Super Bowl, but nobody had the Bengals. Name a person, name a person who had the Bengals as the NFC represented in the Super Bowl. Uh, probably nobody. And if somebody did, uh, they're probably lying to you. Because nobody, because everybody had probably Kansas City, maybe even Buffalo. But nobody had the Bengals. Some people might have had the Rams, maybe. I'm sure Tampa Bay. I'm sure Green Bay was there. Somebody might have even pulled Dallas Cowboys out of third air and say they might represent the NFC. But some people at least did have the Rams representing you, right? Somebody out there did. I'm looking forward to it. Bengals Rams. Let's see what team can really pull it pull it off. Well, I guess the biggest well can you say the biggest news of the day, at least one of the biggest news of the day is yes, the final retirement of Tom Brady. Now, I know ESPN and NFL Network and whoever else came up with the point that Tom is retiring, he's retiring. Well, Everybody had up and down, swore up and down that he retired. And well, it hadn't been heard from Tom Brady. Now his dad says, Well, no, Tom is not Tom isn't hasn't said a word to me or anybody. He's on vacation with the family. He'll make announcements soon. Well, soon enough, Tom Brady's dad was right. And believe honest with you, I went with Tom Brady's dad because after all, parents sort of kinda know their kids, right? Anyway, to me, I knew then it was finally confirmed. Tom Brady is stepping, is finally retiring. Now, we can sit here and talk about all the accolades that Tom Brady's done. Seven Super Bowls, Pro Bowls, MVPs, and there's no denying it. As people always say, Tom Brady... Tom Brady is a goat. That's what, you know, people say that. He's the greatest football player ever. Now, I'm sure if you go in that direction, there's a lot of people that have a lot of different opinions. 
Clowns won seven Super Bowls. Some people think, you know, Joe Montana was a better quarterback. He was four and four. But Tom went to ten Super Bowls. Joe Montana didn't do that. But Tom won seven championships. Tom two and four. Let's be honest with you. What what Brady did was simply amazing. Something that is going to be very hard to top, or it may never be hard, never be hard to do, just to win seven Super Bowls. But he was on the right team at the right time. I mean, there's no denying what they did. You know, people start throwing that around about the goat. You know, a lot of people, you know, like I said, people probably want to say, you know, Montana. You know, people, a lot of people said that Jim Brown was the greatest player that ever played the game because of all the rushing titles he had won. And Cleveland Browns back then did win some championships, maybe not as much as maybe the Patriots did, but they were competitive, right? I mean, they were very competitive. They were a very good team. But there's no denying what Tom Brady, you know, did. And nobody's going to ever accomplish that. Nobody's going to win. Nobody's going to win seven. No quarterback is ever going to win seven Super Bowls. Then again, this day and age, it's hard to stay around for 22 solid seasons like Tom Brady. It doesn't happen. Unless now, unless maybe you're a kicker, you can hang around for 22 years. That's possible because it probably has been done. But for a quarterback to be around 22 years and play at the level that Tom Brady does, it's hard. It's something that's not going to be, it probably will not be done anymore. Not in his lifetime. At least I don't think so. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody will shock me. Maybe somebody will come along and prove me wrong, prove the experts wrong, prove the world wrong. But I don't, I don't think so. There's no denying Tom's an extraordinary player, extraordinary athlete. And Tom deserves, deserves the retirement. I mean, let's be honest with you. What does Tom? What else does Tom have? What else does he have to prove? He's got every passing foul there is. He's got seven Super Bowl titles. He won a Super Bowl title without Bill Belichick. It gets to the point where what else is there to prove? It's kind of like you're a fighter. If you're like a boxer, you work your way up the ladder. You become the champ. And if you're the champion, you have all these title defenses, 20, 25, who knows how many title defenses you've had. And you beat every top contender that there ever is or ever was. And then you get to that point where, what else do I got to prove? I've beaten every single body. That's kind of like Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather beat everybody he could beat. He had nothing left to prove. That's why he retired. Because he had nothing left to prove. Well... Tom Brady's in that same boat. What else does Tom Brady have to do? Sure, Tom can come back at 45. Sure, he can take a shot at an eighth Super Bowl. And heck, to be honest with you, Tampa Bay probably be among the favorites in the NFC, right? To represent them in the Super Bowl, right? Heck, Tampa Bay might even be favored to win the damn Super Bowl if Tom Brady came back. But now that Tom Brady's stepping away, one has to wonder, will Tom... Well, Tom wouldn't get in the, um, in the booth. 
I don't know if Tom wants to do that. Could Tom be a coach? Don't know about that. Now, I've always heard rumors that there's somebody could see Tom Brady as a owner of an NFL franchise or be a part owner or have in some type of ownership. I can see Tom doing that. I mean, John Elway did it. Peyton Manning's trying it, right? I mean, Tom could do that, sure. I can see that. But, let's be honest with you. There's been no denying what Tom did for all these years, 22 years. It's hard to top. Something that will never, never be, never be done in this lifetime or any lifetime. But like Tom Brady says, his focus for many, many years was on football. Football was one, right? Family might have been second. Well, this time around. Family was first. Football became number two. And it happens like that. As a parent, you want to be around for your kids. You want to see your kids grow up. You want to see your kids that are getting involved in sports. You want to go see them play sports. You want to see your kids when they graduate from high school, college, whatever, you know, stuff like that. You want to, yeah, later on down the road, you want to see you get married. You want to see your grandkids. Any parent would want that. I mean, right now I'm in that boat. I've had a chance, I've had the opportunity to see my son graduate from high school. Even though COVID kind of made things a little different. I, my son had to, you, I guess, in a way you could say it was a, a, drive, a drive-through diploma. Because as a matter of what it was, he got in the car long enough to get his diploma. Wade jumped back in the car and went on back home. And luckily, his graduation was about, what, maybe a block and a half from, from my house, probably? Maybe not even that, maybe a block. But the point is, you know, but I got a chance to see it. Now, my daughter, she heads into going to high school in the fall. And you certainly, I certainly will be around to see her graduate. I want to see her graduate from college. I want to see my kids succeed, do better than I than I ever thought I could ever do. And I told my kids that. Tom Brady made the decision. My family has finally got to be number one. He wants to, wants to experience his kids going. Heck, I can see Tom probably want to take his kids to school. I can see that now. Yeah, can you see all the kids and parents running up to Tom Brady? Hey, hey, can I get your autograph? Can I see it? Yeah. Don't be surprised. I, it, it will happen, I guarantee you. It's going to happen. Heck, some of the teachers. Heck, the principal. <laughs> He's probably going to ask for the autograph, right? Tom, but Tom knew that he had to have, that he had football had to be, for his focus, football had to be number one. And Tom made the right decision. Football, if he could not focus on football, then he made the right decision to step away. There does come a point in time, any athletes or any person's life, family's going to be number one. 
everything else becomes number two. Is it going to be hard for Tom? I'm sure it's going to be hard for Tom when he sits, so he sits back. He'll probably watch TV in the fall. I'm sure he will. And I'm sure he'll get watch TV. He'll try to be a fan. But I guarantee you, in the back of Tom's mind, he's going to probably criticize some players. Why do you do that? Why did they make that call? What are the coaches thinking on that play? All this is going to, all of this is going to go, all this is going to be in the back of Tom Brady's mind. And sure, he'll eat that way at him. He'll eat, 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 he'll eat away at him. Or maybe he'll look at a couple of rooms over and he'll see his kids. And then that smile will come across his face. And then he'll realize, you know what? That's the reason why I left the game. For Tom, enjoy retirement life. You enjoy it. Enjoy retirement. You've earned it. Now, the one thing we can talk about is there was one head coaching hire, I think, since the last time we talked. I believe that was. The Raiders have made a decision. They've hired a new GM and a new head coach, both of them coming from the from the New England Patriots. Josh Daniels had got himself a new head coaching job now. Now, certainly the last time Josh coach was in that same division, the Denver Broncos. And Josh certainly had some ups and downs. Well now Josh gives a, a second chance to do that. Now if you look at what he had now, granted he had what he had a quarterback situation that was kind of up and down when he was with Denver and then it was Tim Tebow. Well, to go from Tim Tebow to Derek Carr, well, that's probably a huge upgrade. Now, the Raiders' offensive line is not bad, but it could still use it. It can use some improvement. But you got a very good running back in Josh Jacobs, and a lot of people forget it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, Keon Drake was a pretty uh, had had some decent numbers with the, with the Dolphins. He had he had a pretty good uh, season with the, with the Cardinals. This past season, he wasn't used properly. And for a guy like Joshua Daniels, the offensive wizard that he is, you can certainly find a way to get him more involved. So there's something with the running game. You gotta love Hunter Renfro. The man is one of the more underrated players in this league. But you gotta find, you got to find a couple other receivers. Deshaun Jackson's not gonna come back. Now Zay Jones did play, had his moments. But I'm not really sold on Zay Jones. Sure, can he stay around the club? Yeah, he can probably stay around the club. But I gotta be honest with you. I just don't think he's the answer. You gotta find a couple of receivers. There's no denying Waller's still one of the better tight ends in this league. Some consider the second best tight end behind Kelsey, maybe the third best behind Kelsey, George Kittle. Now I'm sure Andrews, Mark Andrews, can make a statement. In the last couple of years, and rightfully so, he can can make that statement. But the biggest problem with that with with the Raiders is that defense. It needs to be adjusted. It needs to be worked on. Now Gruden and that and Maylock made a lot of bad decisions. Really, as far as like first round picks, they made some horrible decisions, some bad picks. 
that's kind of like the bike riders in the butt. Now, whether the new regime can make a better can make better picks, especially in the first round, we'll find out in due time. Because they got all the time in the world from here. They've got some time from here to April to make those decisions. But we shall see. We'll see. If the Raiders can get things right. Now, now Mark Davis brought two Patriot guys in to help to rebuild, to rebuild the Raiders. Or maybe not rebuild, but to tweak it, to make it better. Now, Josh has already come out and said he's already talked to Derek Carr. Derek Carr seems to be, seems to like Josh McDaniels. So at least that's kind of a good start. Of course, once you get into camp, training camp, we'll find out how much that all you know plays in, plays into, uh, we'll see if the communication, we'll see if the two can really, really, really get along. I know some people are going to say, and I'm sure the Vegas, I'm sure the Raider fans are going to say, well, how often does that work, putting the Raider guy in because they're not Belichick? Well, the only one guy that I've seen that really be successful with is Mike Rabel. Now, Mike Rabel, I think, was more of a player, not so much of a coach of the Patriots. But for Rabel, he's about the only guy that seems to have some success, right? He's about the only one that I know. Didn't work for Judge. It didn't work for Flores. It didn't work for a lot of people. Now, it didn't work for the first time around for Josh for Daniels. Now, Josh had a chance, had a chance a couple of years ago to be the coach for the Indianapolis Colts, but he, he backed out. He went on back to be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. But this time around, he felt the job was right. And it's not a bad spot. Then, you know, the Raiders are not a bad spot. The Raiders have potential. The Raiders are there. But you're in the same division with Kansas City. You've got to face Mahomes twice. you got you got to face Justin Herbert twice. you got to face Denver team, who's not a bad ball club. But you got to face, but you got to find a, they got to find a quarterback. The Broncos are not a bad team. So to me, Josh McDaniels is going to have, is going to have a lot of work ahead of him. Not saying the talent, not saying some of the some of the talent is there. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot. It's going to be a lot of work for the Raiders. It's going to be a lot of work for Josh McDaniels because division is tough. It is one of the toughest divisions in the league. Some people can make, can make a claim that either them or maybe the NFC West are the top two divisions in football. And you can, you can go back and forth and argue which one you really believe has the best division. But Josh has got some work cut out for him. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a cakewalk. I've already stated it's a tough division. Now, to me, right now, if you have a look at it, Kansas City still made the best top two division. The Chargers are still an upcoming team. There's talent with the Chargers. But can Brandon Staley stand out of his own way and not make these ridiculous fourth down calls or whatever? Denver finds a quarterback. They could be a top they could be a top team. The bad part and the funny part, the, the bad part about it is could the Raiders end up having 
to be like them and raise because they will want it in the basin this year or this coming season 2020 2022 they could have the worst record in that division. They could really have a losing record. And then all of a sudden, Vladdy, when you start doing things again, oh my gosh, it's Josh McDaniels. What is he? I mean, Josh McDaniels will be pulling the hair out of his head and saying, what have I got myself into? And if that happens, how many years can Josh put up with that? Because we don't know. Because Josh, after year one or after year two, if that happens, is he gonna want to go? Is he gonna want to get out of it and try to go back <laughs> to the Patriots and ask Bill Parcells to take him back? By that time, it might be a little too late for that. But we'll see what Josh can do. I mean, he didn't have a good. Let's say he didn't have a good time his first time around. Let's see if he's learned anything. Has he changed a thing? Has he changed his stuff? We'll find out soon enough. But I do watch Josh all the best in the world. But I got a feeling, I don't know, maybe maybe in some way, shape, or form, we should have taken that Colts job a couple of years ago. Instead of this job right here. But we'll find out. Now, the last subject I will touch up on, and, and, and I will be honest with you, this is one of my very, one of my very first, I think one of the very first episodes I've done, and I can't remember if it was episode one or episode two, or the case might have been, and I always had a laughing matter, and it's kind of funny, I've always wanted to say about the bandwagon jumpers, as I like to call them, and a lot of people will call them the same thing as well. Now, I've been a Bengal fan for many, many years. I can remember going back to watching them with the Bengals written on the helmet, not the stripes. And I can remember the Bengals getting blasted by the NFL. They were like one of the worst teams, if not maybe the worst team in the NFL for many, many years. Now, when they first came to the league, I mean, Paul Brown coached them up, and actually Paul Brown made them respectable. Probably about, what, year two, he made them respectable. Well, when Paul stepped away, they kind of went downhill. <laughs> they kind of went downhill. And to be honest with you, Mike Brown made several bad first-round picks himself for many, many years and put the Bengals you know, back I pushed him quite a few years back. Now, the thing was this, and my thing is now all of a sudden, I look at Twitter, and I look at Twitter, especially Twitter mostly, and I see all of these bandwagon jumpers. Everybody's jumping on the Bengals bandwagon. Everybody talks about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you know, um, Bengals this and Bengals that. It's funny, it's kind of funny when you get these, again, like I said before, these bandwagon jumpers. I mean, I didn't know that many Bengal fans under the sun. I mean, kind of, like I said, it kind of reminds me of um, the New England Patriots, right? I mean, let's be honest with you, 
I didn't know that many New England Patriots fans ever existed until Brady and Belichick started that little run. And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, you had Patriot fans coming out of, out of the woodwork. You know, to me this year, this year alone, I've never known to be that many Bengal fans. Well, maybe especially since they won the AFC Championship, now all of a sudden, you've got all these Bengal fans. Now me, I told, I told a couple people, I said, I, you know, I've been a Bengal fan for many years. And I would love to see these guys win the Super Bowl in my lifetime. Now, granted, I am 52 years old, but the thing is, where was all these Bengal fans when they were really playing that bad? Now, granted, back in maybe when I was watching Canderson, the internet really didn't exist. Uh, so there was certainly no Facebook. There was certainly no Twitter, no Instagram. You didn't have ESPN. You didn't have the NFL Network. You didn't have this and that, this, that, and that, and this. You didn't have that. I can only imagine if you had it back in, how much, how, how bad it would have got blasted. Because trust me, they would have gotten blasted. But now all of a sudden, every time I turn around, you got everybody in the brotherhood that's praising the Bengals, patting them on the back. And that, who day? That's all I hear on Twitter. Who day? Who day? Who day? I get it. I'm a Bengal fan. They're in the Super Bowl. That's great. But I also told somebody the other day, I said, it's great to be AFC champions, but there's one more game left. And as I, as people will say, finish the job. And that's the bottom line. Finish the job. Win the Super Bowl. If you win the Super Bowl, job's done. You've done it. But then you gotta come back next season. Can I do it again? Now, to me, you're not gonna find another New England Patriot team in this lifetime. It's not gonna happen. You're not. You're not gonna find another Patriot team. You're not gonna find another New York Yankee dynasty. You're not gonna find what the Pittsburgh Steelers did. You're not gonna find what the Cowboys did at one point in time in their, in their NFL career. You're not gonna find what the 49ers have done. It's hard. It is hard to be consistent on a yearly basis. It's hard to be. Now the Kansas City Chiefs, they've done pretty well for themselves the last two years, the last two years. There's no denying that. And they'll probably do okay for themselves next season. And I'm sure they'll make some adjustments But my point of view is this. Still get it. I keep, I'm not gonna say I bang my head in the wall, but it's amazing. As I stand here right, as I sit right now and finishing up this episode, heck, I'm even wearing Cincinnati Bengal slippers, which is given to me by my oldest nephew. Uh, matter of fact, it was given to me last Christmas. I've had these slippers for one full year. Now, I'll be honest with you, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Now, I do have a couple of Cincinnati Bengals caps hanging on the wall in my office, slash man cave, whatever you want to call it. I do have one Cincinnati Bengals jersey, and that's going back to Carlson Palmer. Can you see that? Yeah. I don't very much on the jerseys. I do have that. I do have a 
mug I'm drinking out of, a Cincinnati Bengal mug that I'm drinking out of right now that was given to me by my wife for Christmas. My wife even got like like a like a, so like a wine glass, even though I don't drink. But I got that up in my office, right by my desk. I can always look at it, enjoy it. You know, the funny thing it says on my Cincinnati Bengals thing, look at the score tonight. Well, people can take that for whatever that's worth. But when the Super Bowl comes around, I'm going to look at that. Whether I get that day off or not for the Super Bowl not from work, that remains to be seen. But I, look, but I kind of look down at that glass. When the Super Bowl time comes, I look at the screen. If I'm off, I'll have to look at it. Look at the score. Well, hopefully they do score the points. Hopefully they do finally bring a Super Bowl to the Cincinnati. Now the Cincinnati Reds, they brought a few world championships to the city of Cincinnati because who can I who, who can I compare to the big red machine days? One of the best teams in the history of baseball. And they had a run. I think before free agent really killed the game of baseball, or killed any sport for that matter. But now, can the Bengals, can a young Bengal team be like Kansas City Chiefs? Can they give a little consistency together? Can they put something together? It'd be nice if you're in a pretty tough division. So that the Ravens will bounce back. The Steelers will find a quarterback. The Cleveland Browns. Have injuries, can they get themselves right? This will be a tough division even for the Bengals to try and repeat next year. But it would be nice if you had a banner in your office saying Cincinnati Bengals world champions. For years I had the banner the Cincinnati Bengals, not the Cincinnati Bengals, but the Cincinnati Reds world champions. And the autograph and the players autographed that thing. I had it for years, many, many years. Unfortunately, I think when I moved, unfortunately, I hate to say it, it got lost. And that pains me. But things happen when you move, right? Anybody can tell you that. But the thing is, I've never in my lifetime seen so many people that are bandwagon jumpers. I know the net the internet makes a lot worse, right? People will brag. People will sit there and say this and say that. And you kind of wonder, after a while, if the Rams fans are listening, if the Rams players are taking their Twitter things seriously, because it can really come back to bite you in the butt, right? But for whatever it's worth, look at this, like I said, look at this mug. Scoring right. Looking to score tonight. When they go to the Super Bowl, all the Bengals do score. And I would love nothing better than put a banner in my room that says Cincinnati Bengals World Champions. And for that, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a true, true Cincinnati Bengals fan, that would be the best feeling in the world. Well, that's all the time I have for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about in our next episode, but until then, take care, and I'll see you next time.